0: You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. And what's up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. I know you're probably thinking... Why is Chris breaking you know, breaking out the recap podcast for Saints-Bills on Sunday morning when you're listening to this after the game happened on Thursday? Well, I'm not going to get into a full recap of the game because it's two days old, three days old, whatever it might be right now. And frankly, that's not the type of game that you want to recap. It was that freaking bad. So I'm not going to talk about what really happened in the game, more so of what's happened Over the last four weeks and kind of where do the Saints go from here? and What are the issues right now? And what do I think of this team? And honestly, it's one of those where I'm usually a dude who's big on my notes. I love to have a a crap ton of notes before every show. And this one, the notes weren't as long because I'm going to try and go off the cuff and just talk about how I feel about what's happened with the Saints situation and kind of how this season's unraveled. Some overreactions, some warranted reactions. I'll talk about those and, and how I feel about them. Um, again, guys, this this podcast, Straight Up Saints, is presented by Book Crew Media. DraftKings, you could see the promo code SUS for Straight Up Saints. And Ornitos Tequila, the official tequila of Book Crew Media. So let's get into this, guys. Saints get blown out by the Bills. The defense tried its best in the first half, kept it to 10 points, had two big interceptions on Josh Allen. But it came down to the same old stuff. The Saints offense couldn't produce. They couldn't do anything. And even, you know, in other times, as past the Saints offense has been this year, they've picked it up in garbage time. They couldn't even do it then. The offense was terrible. Trevor Simeon, yet again, was terrible. They had no run game. I mean, Tony Jones Jr. had 1.7 yards per carry. And and at one hand, you understand it. No Mark Ingram, no Alvin Kamara, no Ryan Ramchick. Obviously, Michael Thomas hasn't played a damn down of football this season. So, so many issues for the Saints. So, on one hand, I totally get it. But then there's a big issue that I've had with this whole Saints situation over the last couple weeks that I'm going to address. And it's probably going to be the meat Of this podcast, and I'm not gonna keep you guys too long. Obviously, I want you to enjoy your your weekend of football that's not Saints related, stress-free. Don't have to worry about it because they already got their loss out of the way on Thursday. So Trevor Simeon starts. Taysom Hill's active. Taysom Hill doesn't play a snap. Taysom Hill was active against the Eagles, didn't play a snap. He's just sitting there basically holding the clipboard, just you know, looking pretty for the cameras at this point, nothing to do. And when Sean gets asked about it, it's he has a foot injury still, and he is not healthy enough to play or get a large you know, package of plays. But he is healthy enough to apparently be the emergency quarterback, which begs the question, what if Simeon got hurt on the first play of the game, on the second play of the game? Does Taysom Hill come in? And if Taysom Hill comes in because he's the emergency quarterback. What is he doing? Is he only handing off the ball? Is he only playing from the pocket? And if that is the case, why is Ian Book inactive? There are so many questions about this situation. And I know there's a lot of people who are so frustrated with Sean Payton. I've heard people say fire Sean Payton, which I still laugh. Like, Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, he was coach of the year, five and two with a roster that's been banged up and so many questions about where they're going to go post your breeze. And they were in a great playoff situation. Now they're out of the playoff picture right now. But this idea that they should fire him is just laughable. I'm throwing that to the side. What I will say, though, is I do think in a year like this, the media games have to stop with Sean Payton. I know this, this team is hurt. Like We all get that, and I think when you're judging this team, you got to put them on a different scale because you understand that they're hurt, and you, you say, hey, if they had that player in or X player or Y player, how do they look? And they obviously look different if Jameis Winston was there or if Michael Thomas was there or if Alvin Kamara was there the last couple of days, so I understand that. But with this Taysom Hill shit, it's very annoying because Taysom Hill is a very valuable football player for this team, and you just paid him. You just gave him a four-year $40 million extension. So either you keep him active and you actually use him because he's healthy enough, or if he's not healthy enough, you make him inactive and you play Ian Book. Or is Ian Book that bad that you feel like he can't even be active right now? There's not enough transparency. And it's really frustrating because I think a lot of people are dodging it and just saying, oh, well, like, it is what it is. You know, it's fine. Let's just keep simming in and keep losing because some people want to tank for a player who the Saints aren't going to draft. You know, I have so many people tell me about Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson. I love all of them, guys. I don't know if the Saints are going to draft them, so I'm not going to hinge my hopes on the Saints drafting an Ohio State wide receiver that I really like just because I know that it would fit well with their offense. Because, again, you guys liked Patrick Queen. I liked Patrick Queen. Saints took Cesar Ruiz. You like Lamar Jackson. I liked Lamar Jackson. Saints took Marcus Davenport. So there is no uh, situation where the guy that we want the Saints to draft will actually get drafted. It usually does not happen. So back to the key point here. Figure this Taysom Hill thing out. Because if Taysom Hill is healthy enough to play, he should be starting because Trevor Simeon has been bad. And no knock on Simeon. He's just a limited quarterback. But on top of being a limited quarterback, he has to deal with an offense that is missing its right tackle, missing its left guard, missing its star running back, missing its star receiver, missing its backup running back. I mean, they got guys injured everywhere. Missing their star, their starting tight end in Adam Troutman. So there are so many injuries for the Saints team right now. So if Taysom Hill's healthy, he should be the starting quarterback. And I think that was my take when Jameis Winston got hurt. I know I got a lot of pushback on it. And I don't, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I'm vindicated because, you know, Trevor Simeon's not playing well and Taysom Hill could have been the better starter. I'm not going to get into that, you know, because honestly, I don't care if Simeon was starting. If the Saints were winning games, let's do it. And I thought he actually played well against the Falcons and played well against the Titans. It's the last two weeks that he struggled. So Taysom Hill, put him to the side. It is what it is. You need to be honest. I, I know there are times for Sean Payton to be coy with the media. There's times to hide your interest in Antonio Brown or times to hide how you were feeling about a certain player when you said I was probably lying or, or hide your feelings about Michael Thomas and where, where he's at injury-wise. Like, I get that stuff sometimes. This particular situation, I am pretty annoyed because the Saints are losing badly right now. They do not look like a competent football team. They're a five and six football team. And usually I'm not one of those, you are what your record says you are. But for the Saints, you are what your record says you are. You are a bad football team now. Specifically over the last four weeks, they've been terrible. So, That is really frustrating for me. Now, other negatives, because it's not just this Taysom Hill situation. I noticed on Twitter, there's a large group of people who when I tweet anything negative about Marshawn Lattimore, they get on my case. They freak out. They say, how can you do that? He's a great cornerback. And yes, Marshawn Lattimore is a very good cornerback. But you know what separates Marshawn Lattimore from the great cornerbacks in this league? It's a consistency factor. And I think I overreacted on one particular play where he got beat by Stefan Diggs. I watched the replay like 10 times. I'm okay with Lattimore getting beat there. Lattimore got beat because Diggs ran a nasty route, and Diggs is an elite receiver. So sometimes the wide receiver is going to best the cornerback. I'm totally good with that. So put that at the side. That's not why I'm on Lattimore's case. The touchdown where he slips and knocks scores, that is a discipline thing. His eyes were in the backfield, so he over-pursuits on that play, and as a result, he slips trying to get back on defense. And again, I'm not going to just pick on Lattimore here because that would be bullshit of me to just pick on one player. But Marshawn Lattimore needs to be better, guys, because Marshawn Lattimore, the first half of the season, looked really damn good. And the last couple weeks, he has not looked very good. So when he's not playing well, I'm going to say he's not playing well. And when he's playing damn well, like he did against week one, and he did in week three, and he did in week four, I'm going to say, goddamn, Marshawn Lattimore's playing really good football. So that is a problem for me. There's problems with David Onyemata. I don't think he's been as good as advertised, in my opinion. I think David Onyemata's actually been pretty underwhelming since the Bucs game. Now, I thought Carl Granderson played well. I thought Cam Jordan played well. I thought Demario Davis played well. There's not a lot to like right now, though. Even Marcus Williams, you guys know I'm a big Marcus Williams fan. He missed so many tackles against the Bills, and it's a reoccurring thing. Now, I'm still on the "you pay Marcus Williams bandwagon, but he is what he is. He's a great coverage safety. Don't ask him to step up and make a tackle. It's not going to happen. So there are so many issues for the Saints right now, offensively speaking, defensively speaking, even special teams. Deontay Harris has gotten nothing going on the return game, and guess what? He's going to get nothing going moving forward because he's going to get suspended for three games for the, uh, the driving under the influence charge earlier this year. Now, I want to say something quick about that because that actually draw a kind of raised a stir around the who nation people talking about the timing of it being comical and it was because the saints lose 31 to 6 and 12 hours later it's like oh by the way the only guy in your offense who's making plays right now you gotta get him out too so like i found that funny but about deonta harris just serve your suspension right now dude serve it right now unless the saints make some magical run over the last next four weeks why would you want to miss time next year as opposed to this year just miss three games now, man. It, it Look, I, I get it. Like, I get why these guys appeal. You're trying to get it to two games maybe or whatnot. But just serve the goddamn suspension. I mean, the dumbest thing possible would be for Deontay Harris to get his appeal approved or something or get it pushed back to where he has to miss games next year. It would just be, would just be comical for me. So I just want to get that Deontay Harris thing out of there. And, and by the way, for people saying, oh, Deontay Harris shouldn't have been suspended. If you read the report, I have no issue with Deontay Harris getting suspended. That's all I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there because again, I hope he he got the help that he needed after that incident, but you can't let driving under the influence kind of just get swept under the rug. So I'm cool with what happened there. Now there's other things I want to talk about as well. And the one thing I want to really talk about real quick is actually not about the saints in terms of how they're playing. It's actually about how all of us are covering it. So I want to just apologize for people who think that the, you know, my tweets or my coverage, is coming off super negative. I don't want that. If you guys go back to when we were five and two, man, I was having a good time. I was having a really good time just talking to you guys and, and breaking down Saints football and breaking down Saints wins, which we haven't done since October 31st. So it's literally been a month since that's happened. And I, I honestly genuinely apologize to people when it comes off as negative And you're like, oh, here comes Chris and he's a Debbie Downer. And like, I don't want to do that at all. Like at all. Like I want to sit here and I want to watch the Saints win games. I want to watch the Saints be competitive. And again, at the same time, I want to be fair. Like I think the one thing that I owe you guys more than anything is being very clear and being straight to the point i'm not going to bullshit here and tell you that the saints have some magical chance of beating said team just cuz i want them to if you go back and you listen to my my preview pod for saints bills i made it very clear with the way i spoke i did not see any chance where the saints would win this game i knew they would need a miracle the miracle was not answered they played terrible they lost to a team that i expected them to get blown out by and that's what happened now i'm not going to get into the cowboys game yet cuz i need to see the injury report which is going to start this week cuz they have another early game because of course, the Saints have to play on another Thursday instead of getting a long week of rest. God forbid the Saints get a, a break their way. I want to see the injury report before I go into that one, although I will throw a little tidbit there. I do not think Zeke's going to play for that game. Maybe something changes, but right now that's the, what I've been hearing. Um, but we'll see what happens there. I, I think it's going to be really fascinating to see where that game goes. But o- over here, I'm just trying to keep it real with you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to be a straight shooter about it. If I don't think the saints are playing well, and I don't think the saints are a good team. I'm going to be honest. Like when the saints lost to the Falcons, the first thing I told you guys was it was a bad loss, but I thought they were still a playoff team. And then I still felt that way about the Titans. It was the Eagles game that shifted everything for me because they're not a playoff team right now. They're a bad football team. And there are some guys who have played well. Like I've been impressed with Granderson. I've been impressed with Eric McCoy at times. I've been impressed with Demario Davis and even Pete Werner had some good run stuffing plays, but Just a bad football team. And and again, you know, I get it. It's a weird year and there's so many injuries. But what I I will say real quick about the New Orleans Saints, because again, I I said I'm going to keep this somewhat short because this is more so me just getting back to this Bills game because I don't want you guys to think that the Bills game happened and I just left podcasting about the Saints. That would be like one of the weirdest moves ever. Uh, The loss didn't hurt that bad, guys. I'm still here. But the thing about the Saints is you have to make sure these next six games that are left on the season They need to be really important in terms of evaluating. Now, the Saints are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And honestly, if the Saints were to upset the Cowboys, that would open up a window for the Saints to possibly finish with nine wins, which could get them in the playoffs, in my opinion. But anyway, put that to the side. The Saints have tough decisions to make because next offseason is going to be just as important as this past offseason was, if not even more important, because there's a quarterback decision that needs to be made. Do you resign James Winston? Do you draft a quarterback like a Matt Corral or Sam Howell or Malik Willis? Do you go for Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers or does a guy like a Derek Carr come available or a Baker Mayfield or I'll throw one out there and I'm not saying I want him. I'm just saying I do think the Saints are going to have interest in him. a Jimmy Garoppolo, who I do not like personally, but again, I could see the Saints liking him. Same college as Sean Payton. Sean Payton had interest in him when the Patriots are willing to move him. So again, that's another name I'll throw out there. So the Saints have an important decision to make on offense. They have an de- uh, important t- uh, decision to make at left tackle. So not just the quarterback position. Toronto Armstead, guys, is due for a new contract. And I think the Saints are going to have an interesting decision to make as to who gets to stay, Armstead or Marcus Williams. You can't keep both. You might not even be able to keep one of them, but if it does come down to picking one, I think the Saints are going to end up going with Marcus Williams. And personally, I think that would be the smarter move. I do think Armstead, because of injuries, it's hard to rely on him as much. And I think the Saints could have a contingency plan where maybe Hurst plays right tackle and Ramcheck goes to left tackle or Ramcheck stays at right tackle and the Saints either have left tackle figured out with Hurst or Landon Young or they even draft an offensive tackle in, in the upcoming draft. So there are ways for them to get around it. I expect them to go with Marcus Williams if they had to choose. So that's another thing that's important. But also, how about defensive guys? The Saints have important decisions to figure out. If Marcus Davenport's on one side, will Cam Jordan be on that other side across from him? Do they consider moving Cam Jordan into the middle of the defense? I think that would be pretty interesting because Cam Jordan, guys, I know we love to hate on him, but he still actually is a good football player. He just can't get it done from the edge, but he is a great run stuffer. He's still getting his hand on a, on a couple of passes, um, and, and it feels like he's still making plays. He's just a second short or a second late because he's older, which makes sense. So maybe you move him. I think evaluating your linebacker spot's important, and this is why I've always been on the play Pete Warner thing you want to figure out now if Pete Werner is going to be the guy next to DeMario Davis and, and maybe the guy when DeMario Davis's time is done, which is not yet, thankfully. I think that's why you play him, figuring out what do you do with Peyton Turner. If Peyton Turner comes back, how is his role going to look? How about Paulson Adibo? Paulson Adibo's been slipping the last couple of weeks. Bradley Roby's been trending up. Bradley Roby could come back next year, so the Saints have to figure out that. So these next six games, it's not just important because you're going to figure out whether or not the Saints can get back in this thing. And again, obviously, it doesn't seem likely at the time. You want to figure out next year as well, because it's a really important offseason. And again, the Saints are going to have a lot of cap space to work with because, frankly, they're over the cap. So they're going to have to figure that problem out. But I still think they can figure that out while fielding a really good team. But decisions need to be made at quarterback, left tackle, even on the defensive line a little bit. The defensive line, the good thing is they have the in-house guys, but they got to figure out the health thing. And I'll throw this in here, too. At some point this season, do you consider making some changes next year to your medical staff? Injuries happen. Like last year, the 49ers got decimated. The Ravens this year in training camp, almost every running back's knee just blew up. So it happens. Like injuries are a part of the game. Like I totally get that injuries are a part of the NFL. But the Saints aren't just having problems with injuries occurring. They're having problems with guys recovering. And usually recoveries, that's on your medical staff and your trainers to figure out the best route to get these guys back on the field. And that isn't happening. So maybe that's something the Saints look at. So again, I'm not saying turn to 2022. That is not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, keep a close eye on the end of 2021 because as frustrating as the season's been, as weird as this year has been, the Saints have to figure out and get answers to certain questions for next year. Like, how about Traquan Smith, guys? Traquan Smith, man, th- this is his last year. I think it's very easy to get off of a Traquan Smith. He's not doing much. And yeah, I think if Jameis was in there, that would help. And if Michael Thomas was in there, that would help. But Saints have an important decision to make on Traquan Smith. That's a guy who you got to figure out. How about Marquez Callaway? Clearly, people like me, jump the gun. He is not ready to handle a big workload offensively. He can't figure out a back shoulder. His footwork is a little sloppy and he's just not showing up. So again, more decisions that the Saints are going to have to make over the next couple of weeks. And I think that's really interesting. And I do think that makes it somewhat worth watching. Now, this team is kind of unwatchable at the moment, which is funny because I said, keep an eye on those things. And then I tell you that it's unwatchable, but it's just the truth of the matter. I do think getting back players is going to change a lot though. I do think we are being harsh on this team and rightfully so like they, they deserve to get criticized. They've lost four straight games and they're not just losing games close. Now they are also losing blowouts, which is a a huge issue. So that is a problem, but I also want to say that I think we are, acting as if this team was where they were at four weeks ago, and they're not. And a lot of it has to do with not having certain players in. And what I mean by that is it's very easy to pick on the Saints right now, and I'm going to do that, and I will continue to do that till they turn it around because I'm not going to just sugarcoat shit. But if they get certain players back in, they will immediately become more competent and, and, and start to resemble what we saw earlier this year. Now, I don't think they'll ever reach the peak. I think the peak was that Buccaneers game, and I think that was kind of the same Super Bowl for the year. When you look at it, what's going to be the most fun game you had watching this year? It's either that or it's the opening game against the Packers, but it's going to be one of the two, and I don't know if they'll reach that top, but if you get Taysom Hill back in this offense, if you get Alvin Kamara, which Nick Underhill said, if he seems like he's coming back soon, which is great news there, if you get Mark Ingram, if you get Ryan Ramchick, all of a sudden... You're not playing these guys who should not be playing on Sundays. Like, that is a big issue. The Saints are playing guys right now who should not be playing on Sundays. Tony Jones Jr. is not a starting running back. You, you have little Jordan Humphrey as a wide receiver three. As a wide receiver two, you have Marcos Calloway. Wide receiver one, Traquan Smith. Wide receiver four, Kevin Wayne. Like, these are bad options. So, well, again, we'll see what happens. But I, I do think that this team, if they could get, get guys back healthy, at least will be watchable. Because I get it. Losing is part of this goddamn game. And it stinks. But at the same time, there are ways to lose and still be respectable. And the way they've been losing is not respectable because you're watching a bad product on the field. So again, guys, that's just how I feel about this whole thing. I want more transparency from the Taysom Hill situation. And look, I'm not able to ask those questions. And I think it's easier for me to say because I'm not able to ask that question. Say someone from the reporter should step up and ask Sean Payton this question. But I don't know. I really don't know if that will damage their relationship with him, and they feel like it might. And maybe that's why they don't want to ask those questions. But I do think it's a little bit frustrating because right now who that nation deserves answers and they're not getting answers. And I think that really is a difficult thing to fathom and kind of grasp, especially when the season started out promising. And we want to see Taysom Hill. You pay Taysom Hill. You didn't pay Taysom Hill to sit his ass on the bench. You paid to play him and he's not playing. And either you're telling me Ian book is terrible or you're telling me that you actually can play Taysom and you just don't want to. Like, I don't know what the deal is. And I'd rather you just come out and just say Ian Book's not good if that's the case. And it would let us know that, hey, that was a waste of a pick, which I'm not going to get mad. I'd rather them waste a fourth round pick than waste a first round pick like they did with Cesar Ruiz. So it is what it is there. But I, you know you know what I mean, guys? Like, I just want transparency from that situation. And obviously, I want the Saints to get healthy because if the Saints get healthy, I can get through a Sunday watching Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram and Ryan Ramchick and, and some actual players. But it is tough to watch an offense that's running through Tony Jones Jr. and Lil Jordan Humphrey and Nick Finette It's like, dude didn't sign up for this. Now it's part of the thing. And I'm going to be here every Sunday and throughout the week and just recapping stuff with you and, and talking about saints football, but it makes it a lot easier when they have guys there who are worth uh, actually watching and investing your time. So that's going to do it for this edition of the straight up saints podcast guys. I appreciate you checking it out again. I don't really want to be negative. I don't, but again, I'm not gonna, you know, act like the sky isn't falling. Cause man, they went from five and two to five and six. And, uh, that is not very good. So that's going to do it for this edition, guys. I really appreciate y'all some good news this week, though. We got Spider-Man tickets dropping out. You guys know I'm pretty hyped about that. So uh, that that's something got to look at the positives in life, guys. That's how we keep moving forward. But I appreciate you guys tuning into this one. If you have any more saints related questions, you could always hit me up, whether just at me on Twitter, DM me. I usually try to answer DMS. That's not an open inter- invitation to slide into my DMS and ask what I'm doing on Saturday night. But, uh, you guys can obviously shoot me a Saints question and I'll get back to you. So I appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your upcoming week. And I'll be back here on the Straight Up Saints podcast later this week to talk about the Saints-Cowboy game. And maybe, just maybe, they can end this ugly skid, but we'll see what happens. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.